The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta Airlines. Delta has partnered with 55 academic institutions to create a pipeline of the next generation of pilots and technicians. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 21st. In today's news, Nancy Pelosi wins over a potential challenger in the speaker's race. Congress plans to investigate Ivanka Trump's emails. And President Trump takes the side of Saudi Arabia. But first, the big idea. President Trump's legal team has submitted answers to a set of questions from special counsel Bob Mueller. The inquiries include only a portion of the questions that Mueller has sought to pose to Trump for nearly a year when he first requested an interview with the president. The topics cover activities during the campaign, but do not delve into questions about whether Trump has sought to obstruct the probe into Russian interference. One of Trump's attorneys says that his answers will not provide any great surprises. Rudy Giuliani tells my colleagues Bob Costa and Carol Lenig that there's nothing in what was sent to Mueller that you haven't already read in the Washington Post. Mueller now must decide whether to continue to press for an in-person sit-down with Trump about his actions as president, a move Trump's legal team says is not on the table. As the answers were turned in, the New York Times reported that this spring, Trump told White House counsel Don McGahn that he wanted the Justice Department to criminally prosecute Hillary Clinton and former FBI Director Jim Comey. McGahn rebuffed the president, saying that he had no authority to order such a prosecution. McGahn also told the president that while he could request an investigation, that could lead to accusations of abuse of power and result eventually in his potential impeachment. He laid it all out in a memo. The episode is one of the most blatant examples yet of how Trump views the typically independent Justice Department as a personal tool to be wielded against his political enemies. And the Times says that the president has continued to privately discuss the matter even as McGahn has left the White House, including the possible appointment of a second special counsel to investigate Clinton and Comey. He's also reportedly expressed disappointment in his pick for FBI director, Chris Wray, who he believes has failed to aggressively investigate Clinton and his Democratic opponents. Trump says that makes Wray weak. But Trump has had nothing but praise for Matt Whitaker, who he appointed earlier this month as acting attorney general after firing Jeff Sessions. Whitaker can block Mueller from pushing harder for answers to all of these unanswered questions because he now oversees the special counsel and must approve budgets, indictments, reports, and the like. But Whitaker is facing questions himself. It turns out he received more than $1.2 million over three years from a conservative nonprofit that reports having no other employees and does not disclose its donors. Half a million dollars of that dark money came just last year. My colleagues Bob O'Hara, Sean Boberg, and Aaron Davis report that the nonprofit called the Foundation for Accountability and Civic Trust, or FACT, was a lucrative stepping stone for Whitaker, who only made around 80K from a modest law practice in Iowa just three years ago. An examination of state and federal records and interviews with those involved show that the group is part of a national network of what are registered as nonprofits that often work in concert to amplify conservative messaging. Whitaker's also facing separate questions about suspiciously timed donations to his unsuccessful 2014 campaign for a United States Senate seat in Iowa. Whitaker's campaign committee had been dormant for years 
But then suddenly he received four donations totaling $8,800 this year, a few months after he joined the Justice Department as Sessions' chief of staff. Executive branch officials are generally prohibited by federal law, the Hatch Act, from knowingly soliciting or accepting campaign donations. A separate Justice Department memo restricts political activity by its personnel even further. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is asking the Justice Department's Inspector General to probe Whitaker and his communications with the White House. Schumer, the Democrat from New York, says he is concerned that Whitaker may improperly disclose confidential grand jury or investigative information from the special counsel investigation or other pending criminal investigations to the president. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Nancy Pelosi's speakership bid gained strength with two key endorsements on Tuesday. Congresswoman Marsha Fudge from Ohio left Washington last week planning to take the Thanksgiving holiday to ponder a run against Pelosi for speaker. But on Tuesday, Fudge said she will support Pelosi after she agreed to make Fudge the chairman of a resurrected subcommittee on elections and pledged that black women will have a seat at the decision-making table. Pelosi also received words of high praise from Barack Obama. Speaking in Chicago, the former president hailed Pelosi as one of the most effective legislative leaders that this country has ever seen. Pelosi and her two top deputies, Steny Hoyer and Jim Clyburn, have banded together against her opposition. The three have clashed in the past, with each angling to take another out of power at one time or another. But those old rivalries have been set aside, not necessarily forgotten, as they try to tamp down a rebellion of junior Democrats clamoring for new leadership. Number two, congressional Democrats and Republicans say they will investigate Ivanka Trump's use of a personal email account to conduct government business. House Oversight and Governmental Reform Committee Chairman Trey Gowdy of South Carolina and Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Chairman Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, both Republicans, announced their intention to investigate in letters to the White House. They demanded a full accounting of exactly how many emails Ivanka Trump sent and received, on what subjects, and whether she has preserved them in accordance with the Presidential Records Act. They also asked whether the first daughter, who has a job as a senior advisor, received training relating to the use of private emails. That is a sign that GOP leaders do not accept her lawyer's explanation that she was simply unfamiliar with the rules prohibiting the use of a personal account to do government business. Republicans feel like they have to look into this because they so aggressively pursued Hillary Clinton's private emails. Number three, President Trump declared his support for Saudi Arabia amid international condemnation over the killing of Washington Post contributing columnist Jamal Khashoggi, prompting rebukes from members of his own party. In a statement packed with exclamation marks that aides say he dictated himself, Trump said U.S. intelligence will continue to assess information, but that the United States may never know all the facts surrounding the murder. In fact, the CIA has concluded that the Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman personally ordered the complex operation that lured Khashoggi to the consulate in Istanbul and then killed him. Speaking of whether the Crown Prince knew, Trump, though, said, quote, maybe he did or maybe he didn't. The president indicated that U.S. interests in Saudi oil production, weapons purchases, and support for administration policies in the Middle East more broadly were more important than holding an ally to account and he stressed the importance of staying in the kingdom's good graces. 
Bob Corker, the Republican chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, must decide whether to use the handful of days left in the legislative term and before his own retirement to consider a bipartisan bill introduced last week that would stop virtually all U.S. weapons sales and military assistance to the kingdom in response to both the war in Yemen and Khashoggi's death. Senator Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, a Trump confidant, co-sponsored the Senate bill and says he believes there will be strong bipartisan support for serious sanctions. He added, quote, I fully realize we have to deal with bad actors and imperfect situations on the international stage. However, when we lose our moral voice, we lose our strongest asset. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, November 21st. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. There will be no Big Idea podcast tomorrow or Friday in honor of Thanksgiving. I am thankful for you, the listener. Enjoy some turkey and some downtime. I'll talk to you on Monday.